Buckle up, it's time for My Drive with Jeremiah Isley, the gaming podcast that's about more than just games. Presented by Theology of Games, visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Hey everybody, welcome to My Drive. This is going to be a super abbreviated version because my software crashed twice because I got a phone coming in. I've engaged airplane mode and I will no longer be interrupted. And we're going to try to get through this conversation. Maybe I'll take a short detour to get everything in. Anyway, I wanted to talk today about journalistic integrity. And I wanted to talk about um, this in the in light of a follow-up of a conversation that I had uh, with my good friend Alan Girding and SBJ and Sean McCoy over on the Tuesday Night Podcast. They started that discussion and then um, a week later had me come in and, and we talked about it some more because I'm a journalistic review type person in the board game industry and there have been a lot of questions kind of swirling around about a certain large network of reviewers, site type of things. We'll just go with no names at the moment. But it kind of raises the question of, hey, who's got integrity in this industry and who reviews with integrity and so forth? Um, I'll, I'll go with a quick overview of how we go about it on Theology of Games. And that is the only place we take money from is ad space. We have a few banners that are up on our site. We sell direct to people who want to place it on our site. We don't do Google ads or AdSense or anything like that. And we we offer them very, I guess, competitive pricing and say, you know what, if, some, if one or two people click through this and, and actually back your project, you're in the black. You're gonna at least make your money back, if not more, and you'll get a full month out of, out of it. Um, out of a space on our site and hopefully you're going to make more money on putting your ad on our space on our site than um, than you're going to put into it so we feel that it's it's a, a good way to go there and we we try to keep it modest um, some place some sites will actually uh, do paid previews of kickstarter campaigns we don't um, if we do a preview at this time, we've kicked around the idea of, of asking, you know, paying, getting people to pay for that. But at this time, if we do a preview, it's because we think it's a cool game, we think it's a cool project, and we want to play the game, and we want to tell people about it. We turn down a lot of um, requests for previews on Kickstarter. We just do. We don't have the time to do all of them in the time frame, and we want to make sure that um, it's something that we're going to enjoy and be able to do something full out. A lot of paid previews won't give you an opinion of the game. We do give an opinion of the game and a preview because we're not taking money for it. I know there's other sites also that do branding. They do t-shirts, hats, stickers, you know, whatever kind of thing as a brand to sort of promote their brand and, and make a little bit of money to offset their, their fees and I'll say that too, we haven't collected money on Theology of Games yet. We do pay for some equipment here and there, and mostly for our hosting fees, site maintenance, that kind of thing, and that's what we do. Um, so the question 
the the other question is is why do board game reviewers accept free copies of games? Well, uh, I I went into this in some length when I spoke with the guys on the Tuesday night podcast, and I've actually emailed the, a similar response to to people who have asked if we would pay to to review you know for a copy of of their game so we could review it, and our response is always no. Um, I've done it once, and I I was very unhappy with myself, but it was kind of one of those awkward situations where I was like, okay, I guess you're giving me a discount. Uh, Okay. Like, I didn't want to just be a jerk and say no at a convention, but um, we we have a very firm policy to not pay for review copies. And that's because of the time it takes. We want to make sure that we clarify the rules. we want to make sure that we have everything right before we write a very descriptive review, give our opinions, possibly shoot videos or talk about it on our podcast or things like that. It's a very long process. It takes 12 hours or more typically to review a medium weight big box style game. Um, when I said that uh, before, this is one of those moments where I was like, oh, I should have, I should have said this. Um, Sean said, hey, well, doesn't everybody run that risk of possibly buying a game, putting all this effort and time into it, convincing people to play it with them, and then maybe they don't like it, or maybe, you know, whatever. Well, what I should have said, and what I'm saying now, is that's true. If you buy a game, you've invested some money in it, and you invest time learning it, and and, and all of those things that we do... You don't, however, sit down and write a review of it. Um, and, but most importantly, you don't have to write an email to the publisher or even the designer and say, here's the review, here's what we thought of the game, and by the way, we kind of didn't like it. Um, it's, that, that is the risk we run. And there have been times we've written that email and it's been even a mixed thing because if you read our site, you know we do double take reviews where we each give our opinions and we kind of go back and forth. And sometimes I really like a game and sometimes Scott doesn't. And there's been times when it's been mixed where I've been fully on board and I love this game, it's great. And Scott hasn't. And we've written an email to the publisher and they will get upset with us. I'm not naming names, obviously, but they will say, oh, man, I think that's really unprofessional of you and kind of write this email about how they're hurt that we didn't like the game and so forth. And it's happened and it's hurt that relationship with that publisher. Um, but that is, that's where we feel, you know, hey, we have to do what we have to do. We have to continue to write our honest opinions. We owe it to you our readers, our listeners, to give our honest opinions of these games. We can't cut short or try to smooth it over. Now, I do try, even if I don't like a game, I try to give some positives what some folks might like about it, um, even though I may not like a particular game. But we will never say, oh, this game is great, it's awesome, we loved it, if we did think that this game is awesome, it's great, and we loved it. Um... So I have a couple questions for you, the listeners. Um, one is, who do you think in the board gaming industry, as far as bloggers and reviewers, who do you find to be somebody that has integrity? 
do you mind that um, we, as reviewers, we being Theology of Games, take money from publishers to post um, to post ads on our site? Does that does that give you pause? Do we need to disclaim a little more that uh, if we review their games, say, hey, they have paid for ad space for us uh, on our site before, but it does not affect our opinion of this game. We do always put that disclaimer when we receive a free game from somebody in terms of a review copy. We say, hey, we got this game from them. They, they provided it for free. And this hasn't affected our opinion. And if you read our site, I think you you can truly believe that. Like, we're not we're not just blowing smoke. We're not... We're not saying things to make us look good. We are truly being honest with our opinion of the game. So are there sites out there that you feel have integrity in this regard? Or are there sites that you steer clear from and why? Maybe don't say names. I don't want to... We're not here to call out people. But say, yeah, there's a site that I don't read anymore because I found XYZ out about it. And I feel like I can't trust what they say anymore. Or maybe there's sites where you say, hey, yeah, I really feel so-and-so. Uh, we'll name positive things about sites. Go ahead and name those. But maybe they, they have things that you like about them that make you say, I can get behind them, I can read them, and that's cool. The other question is, is do you pay for subscriptions to sites? Or is the free model the best model? Personally, I think it is. I don't pay to subscribe to a podcast or a blog access or anything like that. Um, there may be times when I'm tempted to, where I could say, you know, I, I like this site and they're doing a Kickstarter or they have a donate page. I'm totally cool with that. I'll, I'll back that because I, I appreciate what they do and I know that they're not making big bucks on, on being board game reviewers. That's just not the way this world works. Um, and let's see. I'm trying to get through everything in a very short amount of time that I wanted to get through. Um, I think that's it. Those are my two questions. Do you have sites that you trust or don't trust? And um, does it bother you that reviewers take money to do, or from publishers for ad space, and then also do reviews on their sites from that same publisher? Do you have a question for Jeremiah? A topic you'd like to hear him tackle? Just shoot him an email at theologyofgames at gmail.com or tweet at theologyofgames using the hashtag TOGMyDrive. Okay, so I got some feedback yesterday. I'm going to throw it into the feedback loop and I'm going to throw it back out to you guys. Um, I asked a couple questions about traveling with games and if you travel with games or if you don't and also if you have regular regular game nights and my buddy Alan commented and said yes um, he does have a regular game night it's Tuesday night that's why Tuesday night games is Tuesday night games because they meet on Tuesday night a group of friends who play and play games so that is cool I also asked hey, do you want me to shout out Kickstarter campaigns, things like that? People are writing me and saying, hey, talk about my campaign. And Alan said, only talk about that campaign if it is on topic, if it's on point. That's something you're talking about. So that's some good feedback, and I appreciate that. Also, uh, Matt Hovland, 
I think I'm saying that right. I hope I'm saying that right. Wrote back and said that he does, or he tweeted at me and said he does travel with games. Usually not big games that have a lot of small pieces parts, but typically like card games and things like that. And I agree with that totally. I am small box games. I try to I try to stay that route if I'm not carrying my big padded game bag with me that I talked about yesterday. Okay, well that was I felt like I sped talked through that whole thing or speed talked or I don't know how that works. I felt like I was talking very fast for that whole thing, but I really wanted to get it all in even though I had fatal crashes in my software while I was recording and that was a bummer. But hey, fast quick quick episode for today. Okay, I'm home. I made it through the snow and we are we're done for the day. Please join in the conversation and I would love to hear your thoughts on all of this. It's it's a very intriguing topic to me especially. And until then, thanks for coming along. This is Jeremiah and this has been my drive. Thanks for coming along on my drive. My Drive is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe.